to Hey guys, welcome to a Wingman Men's Moment Podcast. I'm Randy Ferrer, co-founder of Wingman Nation, along with our co-founder, Pastor Jay Dennis. Say hi, Pastor Jay. Hey guys, so glad you joined us today. Yeah, make sure you tell us about our podcast as well. Uh, you know, just to refresh your memory, Wingman Nation is uh, a men's ministry nationally focusing on trying to help men be more godly men, better husbands, and better dads. We're focusing on men being the spiritual leaders of their home. And last week, we discussed the fact that, you know, God himself gave us this assignment for man to be the spiritual leader of his home. And we talked about this being a very heavy responsibility assigned specifically by God to every husband and every father. You know, God promised to help us fulfill this in that role. That's exactly right. Men, the spiritual condition of your family is in your hands. Now, if you're thinking, oh no, I've failed at this, remember, guys, it's never too late to start doing the right thing. You may have missed opportunities. We've all done that, but you can start today by becoming the leader that God wants you to be, leading lovingly your wife and your children. We want you to know specifically how you can do that. In our study on how to become the spiritual leader of your home, we're going to be looking at six distinguishing characteristics, and we're going to be studying all six and show you exactly how to do each of these. So if we're looking at this uh, wide angle, we're going to be looking at a committed Christian. A spiritual leader is a committed Christian. He has a word-centered Bible-centered worldview. He contends for and communicates Christianity. He is an honorable husband. He's a faithful father, and he directs daily prayer and has a weekly devotional time for his home. We're going to look at each of these in depth and give you the tools to help you become the best spiritual leader of your home that you can be. Well, that's a great list, and I think that uh, you know once we dive into each of these, it'll really help all of us understand what being the spiritual leader means in our family. You know, there's a a great evangelist, D.L. Moody, I'm sure many of you have heard of him, and he once said that the world has yet to see what God can do with a man fully consecrated to him, which means dedicated. The world has yet to see what God can do with a man fully dedicated to him. You know, and I guess what we're going to talk about is what does it take to be that kind of man? It's not an easy thing. Yeah, we want to discuss that, you know, because we can become that man. You know, we just have to be willing to commit to commit to God and be obedient. You know, D.L. Moody went on to shake continents for God through his ministry. And we're not suggesting here that if you make this kind of commitment, you're going to become an evangelist. But we are saying that any man, well, you might, (laughs) absolutely. But any man who makes this kind of commitment will make an eternally significant difference right where he is, right in your world. A spiritual leader. He's a faithful and committed man whose priority in life is to worship God, to please God, and to obey God. Are you the spiritual leader of your home? And that's a, uh, you know, it sounds like a big assignment uh, to do that, but it's, it's you know, the, the word obedience keeps popping into my head, yeah. and I think the more we... The more we learn what God wants us to do as men, the easier it becomes to be obedient to 
to him and to exactly. his work. Exactly. We have to know what to do. And Randy, I'm finding with a lot of guys, they want to do God's will. They want to be the spiritual leader of their home, but nobody has ever really shown them exactly how to do that. And that's what we're hoping to do with this study is to give them the tools to help them to be that spiritual leader that their wives can respect and their children can respect. Right. We talked about that last week. You know, you hear that all the time. What you know, we're supposed to be the spiritual leaders of our family, but there's no instruction manual. How do you really do it? Exactly. You know, the very first characteristic of a godly spiritual leader is he is saved and certain of his salvation. I like to say it this way. He knows that he knows that he knows that if he died right now, he would go to heaven. And and I want to ask you all that question as well. Do you know that you know that you know if you died right now, you would go to heaven? That is the greatest decision and the greatest assurance you can ever have. I'll have people say to me, but how can you know that? Well, Jesus promises we can know that. The Bible promises. Listen to 1 John 5, 13. I write these things to you, and he's writing to Christians, to believers. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. Not think, not hope, but know. No, and that's and that's the big the question of the day. Do we know? Yeah. And I know I've heard that before. Do we know for sure? And, you know, you may not remember the exact date or the exact hour that you were saved, but it has to be a remembered experience. That's right. You have to understand that I know I'm saved and I remember. Exactly. This is what happened to me. I can't right. remember the month or year or date, right. and that happens a lot as you get older. Though, to get yeah, you a lot of, things. of course. But, uh, but uh, you were there when it happened. But you remember that. You were on your knees or you surrendered, right? which is another term we need to talk about exactly. later on. But, but you remember the time and, and uh, that you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Exactly. I don't know many come to Christ as a child. In fact, most people uh, come to Christ before they reach the age of 18. But also you hear of great testimonies of a being at a Billy Graham crusade or, or an evangelist comes in and, and shares the gospel and they come to Christ or maybe a parent led them to faith in Christ. Uh, we'd love to hear your story of how you came to Christ, but it must be, as Randy said, a remembered experience where you look back and know there was a time and place when Jesus came into your heart. I think many people mistake Randy's salvation for baptism. Are their good outweighing their bad? Our church membership. So it's important to understand that it's not baptism doesn't make you a Christian. Your good outweighing your bad doesn't make you a Christian. Church membership doesn't make you a Christian. Those are all wonderful things. But only receiving Jesus as your Savior and Lord makes you a Christian. Yeah, and I, I uh, you know, if we want to talk about experiences of salvation, you know, it for me it was a process, and it took it took a few months. Yeah, through my process of salvation, and and to talk just a little bit about our our testimony personally, um, you know, I was uh, I was 
on a course to try to be a successful businessman. And no matter what I was going to do, I was going to be a successful businessman because I grew up poor and uh, through various experiences, um, was almost homeless at one point. Mm. And so I did not want my kids to experience, my future kids to experience that life. So I was sort of a driven guy Mm -hmm. to be successful. I was raised by a single mom. Dad died young, so um, nobody in my family that I have to look up to. And so as I grew through the years, my mission was to be successful, no matter who I stepped on or what I had to do to do it. Um, And I always heard that the business world was ruthless. Mm. So that's what I strive to be. And so as I continued through life on that, um, I did a lot of things I wasn't proud of, but did it. And then one day a Christian couple moved in next door to us um, from our first home as a young couple, and they were from Jamaica. Mm. And I thought they were weird because all (laughs) they talked about was God and salvation and all this stuff. And I grew up Catholic. And so as a Catholic, you know about God, but I think I was standing behind the door when they were talking about salvation in our Mm -hmm. classroom because I didn't listen uh, and didn't understand it, but um, they started working on us. I'll I'll kind of use that term. Yeah. And uh, my wife was the first to to go, and she grew up in a different setting than I did, so it was sort of more comfortable for her sure. to accept that uh, prompting by mm-hmm. them, and invited us to go to church. And uh, so, you know. I didn't want to go to church. She went to church and started going down the path of salvation. Mm-hmm. She accepted Christ. And, of course, I thought I, at that time, had lost my wife. I wow. So she came to Christ first. She came to Christ first. And I thought, you know, these weird people from this cult uh, are taking over my wife's brain and uh, so I was uh, I was really getting upset and it started causing problems and issues in our marriage and uh, and so um, I was still on my mission and no matter what uh, I was going to do that to be successful it was a very bumpy road uh, in terms of my mission to be successful and there was a lot of carnage as they yes. say with people and what I was doing but I didn't care. Yes. And so my wife was continuing to uh, to pray for me. And she had other people now praying for me. She was going to church without me, which also was starting mm-hmm. to get to me. And, and you know, I knew about God, but I didn't have a relationship, didn't understand right. all that. And, um, you know, long story short, as the people kept... Uh, kept praying i the pastor there one night invited me to play basketball with him and Mm -hmm. i thought wow that's not really that weird right as long as he doesn't talk about churchy stuff (laughs) yeah i loved basketball and i was in my late to early early 30s i guess and so i went and played basketball with him on a tuesday night and uh, found out after getting a couple elbows to the ribs that he was kind (laughs) of a normal guy uh from that respect and so um, became friends with them. And over a series of events that had happened, I ended up uh, kind of going to church one Sunday. At, right. It was a Methodist church. Mm. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, through, through a series of people praying and different things happening and 
me, uh, I guess, God softening my heart. Mm -hmm. I, uh, over a period of probably three months, <clears throat> I, uh, I finally surrendered. And do I remember the date and time? Right. No, I don't. And um, God sort of came after me and reached me to the areas that I thought were important with yes. money and success um, through a series of events. And um, he, the things that were important to me became important to him yes. the closer I got to him. Mm, good point. And that doesn't mean he made me successful in all of that, but he, I think, could see where my heart was and he was mm -hmm. trying to pull me back by using things in that business world and right. showing me things. So eventually I, I do remember when, when, my, when my wife came home one day and said, uh, God is telling me that I have to quit my job and stay home with our daughter and that he will provide for us. Oh, wow. At that point, <laughs> I lost it and thought, uh, you know, I remember exactly what happened. I went into our bedroom. I closed the door. I sat on the bed. I started weeping and mm. just crying and say, okay, God, there's nothing else I can do to fight this. So wow. I'm going to give in and surrender. Oh, and whatever great. happens, happens. Because if my wife quit her job, we would not be able to uh, pay our bills. But she was absolutely faithful, thinking no matter what happens, God's going to take care of us. Yes. Now, I'm not condoning that you go quit your job or your wife of quits your job not. by any means. Sure. That was just our situation and how God was showing me that even in financial situations that were so important to me, he would take care of us. Mm -hmm. So after surrendering and weeping and just, I couldn't do it anymore. Right. I gave in to, to God and accepted Christ as my Savior, even though I kind of really didn't know exactly what that meant. Yes. I decided I was going to do that. And from that point on, our my life and our life as a family changed. She quit her job. Wow. And within two months, I got a promotion at my job that covered the expenses that we lost from oh, wow. her income. And things of that nature kept happening over and over again. I kept getting closer to God and giving to God, and he kept giving back. Not yes. just financially, of course, with blessings. but Of course. But he used what was supposedly important to me at the time to show me that he is king over all of it. Absolutely. Randy, that is such a powerful testimony. In our next podcast, I want to ask you a few questions about that concerning how that has affected you as a husband, how it has affected you as a, as a dad, and how it has uh, affected you as a businessman. So I want us to come back. But guys and ladies who may be listening, I want to encourage you to, to ask that question. Do you have a remembered experience where Jesus came into your life? If you're not sure you've ever done that, may I just lead you in a prayer right now? And, and you can pray it silently while I pray it aloud and mean it in your heart. Dear God, I confess to you that I have sinned against you. I've broken your commandments and I cannot save myself. I cannot work my way to heaven. I can't be good enough to go to heaven. That's why you came and lived a perfect life. You went to the cross. You took my sin upon you. You shed your blood. 
You died on the cross. You rose from the dead so my sin could be forgiven. I'm asking you to please forgive my sin. I repent and I place my faith in Jesus alone to save me and to forgive my sin. Please write my name in the Lamb's book of life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer with me and Randy, please let us know about that commitment. We're so glad you've joined us for another Wingman Men's Moment. Check out Wingman Nation on our website, wingmannation.com. Also, you can find the notes from today's podcast. Until next week, strive to be a better husband, a better dad, and a more godly and Christ-like man. Wingman out. 